Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and man, I'm excited to be coming to you today with another fresh new guest interview. Uh, We had a great show on Monday with our Marriage Monday show uh, with Aaron and Leslie Strunk. A little bit of technical difficulty getting that thing out. It was uh, a struggle. It was messed up for some people. Some people it wasn't. A wrong file got uploaded. Long story short, it's up now. It should be fixed. So if you haven't listened to that one, go check that one out. Uh, that was a really, really fun interview that we did with uh, the Strunks on how their business got started and their journey in the last couple of years of raising a family of four and kind of sticking to their guns and their commitments and uh, everything they wanted to do there. But today, we have a great guest, uh, Tucker Knowles with – did I say it right, Knowles? Yes, sir. That's Knowles, yep. Okay, cool. I can never, I always want to make sure, I never want to miss, miss, uh, pronounce, I guess that, is that a word? Mispronounce, uh, a, uh, a last name or something like that, but sometimes I do. So, Tucker Knowles with James Creep Lawn and Landscapes, and I'm excited to get into this, man. We connected on Instagram a little while back, and, uh, I followed you along when kind of went through your page and kind of stalked you, I guess. Uh, you do some really, really cool work. <laughs> uh, it's very interesting, all the things you got going on there. So, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of, uh, your business story. Yeah, man. No, I, I appreciate you having us on and it's, it's a pleasure to be here and I'm excited to tell you guys just as, as much as you guys are excited to hear it. But, um, I guess we, we started and when I say we, I, I do have a business partner. His name is Jeremy. Okay. Um, cool. Shout out oh, to him. Is, this could be a unique interview then. Yeah, no, he, uh, he's not the most outgoing, you know, he yeah. doesn't like to be the spotlight type deal he's more behind the scenes but he deserves the credit where credit is due for sure um and i think you know look we started in 2018 a few months after my father passed away we kind of were just you know hanging out one one day and i i had an idea in my head and i kind of threw it at him gave him the idea and gave him the time to think about it and he came back and uh kind of went from there you know it was a uh spur of the moment thing kind of just to keep us busy rather than doing what you know i guess at the time i was probably 24 something like that doing you know whatever 24 year old would do we mm-hmm. kind of looking to go to work and um that's how it started kind of snowballed from there and we're you know four going on five years in now and it's been nothing but knock on wood nothing but great times and it's been great to the both of us and i think we both really enjoy running James Creek as a whole, um, rather than just two separate people. I think we kind of come together on this and do it as a whole, really. Where did the name James Creek come from? Is that like a local area to you? <laughs> it is. Uh, it's funny. I, that's probably the most asked question across really? the board. And at the, yeah, <laughs> at the time, Jeremy was living at a townhouse in a neighborhood called James Creek and Originally, we, you know, we're brainstorming ideas for a company name when we decided to get our LLC and all that good stuff. And our first 
I guess our first endeavor was Eastern Lawn and Landscape. And then the attorney came back and said, there's one of those in Virginia because we're located in Maryland. He said that uh, there's one in Virginia. I don't know if you want to look at something else. And then we kind of jokingly both looked at each other and said, uh, what about James Creek? And it kind of stuck. And the rest has been history on the name. But I'm very happy with how we've ended up with our name and, and, and our brand per se. Yeah. I mean, is that the area that y'all stuck to? Like, is that your service area for the most part around that area? So the neighborhood is located in a town called Olney. And I would say 70, maybe 60, 70% of our work is in the Olney area. Yeah. Um, there's Olney, Olney, Brookville, Ashton is a, I guess is the trio. But um, yeah, I would say the bulk of our work is in there. And I mean, we do a good bit of work in the neighborhood James Creek as well. So yeah, it's, it's, it's helped us in that aspect as well as just being different other than, you know, your standard, you know, Nick's, you know, or Ben's landscaping yeah. type deal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, and it's cool with like, if one of you ever wants to leave the partnership, then the name can still stay the same and nothing, nothing has to change. Or if y'all decide to sell, the name can still stay the same and nothing has to change. So, um, no, I agree. That's, that's really cool. I was just interested there. So, well, tell us, I mean, how did the partnership begin? I think that is, I think that's the route we're going to go. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about that today, if you don't mind, because I don't think I've ever had, uh, anybody on the show that is actually a business partner. Um, and I get questions about it quite a bit of, uh, is it a good idea? Should we do this? How does it work for for you, for most people? Uh, we all know Cora Ballard with uh, Perfect Cut. He had a business partner and that in a multi-million dollar business and it worked well for them, but it doesn't work that way for everybody. So uh, I kind of want to head down that that line, if, if you don't mind, and tell us just as much as you want to share uh, of the good and the bad and kind of uh, lay it out there for everybody listening because I want this to be a value-packed episode and I think that we can take a lot away from, from an experience like this, having this conversation. So uh, in the beginning, what what went through your heads like to say, Hey, let's do this together. And like, how are we going to do money? How are we going to do all, like all the stuff that goes into it? How, who's going to pay for the licenses? Uh, who's going to pay for the first mower, like that type of stuff. How did, how did setting up the partnership go following the LLC, things like that? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to share. I, I get asked all the time and I will start by saying first and foremost, that it is not for everybody. Um, I'll, I'm a, you know, firm believer in that, but with Jeremy and I, it's, almost ideal. Um, so the two of us grew up together, you know, lifelong friends. And like I said, my father passed away, uh, in 2018 and we were looking to kind of, I was looking more so to keep myself busy. And I came up with the, you know, the idea, let's start mowing lawns. And, uh, growing up, my father had a business. It was very small. He was a solo owner operator. And so I had one mower, a truck and a trailer. So I figured, you know what? why not let's roll the dice and do that and it took a little convincing uh it took a few days but jeremy was eventually you know on board with it and we started out just cutting you know grass for friends mulching that kind of thing little stuff like that and uh, i think it was probably four or five months in we just woke up one day on a saturday it was like a rainy saturday and we started looking you know let's go check out some some new zero turns today and we rode up to our local dealer and uh, we found one that we liked. It was an X Mark, just a 60 inch, you know, standard run of the mill mower. And I, uh, we both inquired about, you know, how can we finance this and, and all that. And we filled out a credit application through our business and actually got approved. Actually, both of us were pretty surprised about that. But so our first big purchase was a mower. 
and we financed it through the business mm, and, cool. and paid for it. Yeah, no, it was, it was very humbling for sure. And it worked out well. Um, and we both, you know, paid, paid out of the business for it. And, you know, we, at this point, I guess I jumped ahead a little bit. We, we had already opened a business, account, you know, bank account and stuff, but I guess let me rewind a little into, yeah. I'd say three, three months in, um, we kind of saw an influx of money, you know, coming in. And I, I said, you know, we probably want to look at getting insurance, you know, liability insurance. Mm, and, uh, and, and I, you know, I called, I, I think I, I Googled it or something like that and called Erie insurance or something. And, uh, they asked me what my company name was. And I said, oh, I don't even have, you know, <laughs> I don't even have that. Yeah. So that's how, that's how it started. And then I, knowing that there was a partnership involved, I, I was the proponent of wanting an attorney to draft operating agreements, that kind of thing. Um, nothing against Jeremy or myself, just because we wanted the, we wanted separation if needed. Yep. Um, so we did that. And we, we both equally split it 50, 50 and paid out of pocket to, you know, get our LLC, get our insurance and all that stuff up and running and went from there. So I, I guess three, I think the timeline, something like three to four months in, we decided to get an LLC and branch out. And that's when the name came about. And, but to answer your question, we paid out of pocket until we opened a bank account. Once we got our LLC and everything um, official, we did go down to the local bank and open an account. And just, I think at the time they required a minimum deposit of like a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we put a hundred bucks in our account. I mean, back in the day it was like, Oh yeah, let's throw 50 each into this account. It was something yeah. crazy to look back on like that. No, that's really cool. That's a, that's a cool start there. I mean, you go from absolutely nothing, uh, in there and then you go, you join together and join forces. And that's the things with partnership that, that always blows my mind is like, yeah, it's only two people in the beginning, but like those two people can do so much more than what one business owner and a helper can do because like you're both, you're both in the business to grow it. And like it, it's both your babies. So you put so much work into it together. Um, so you got your bank account and things like that. What were the next steps in growing, like marketing and, and kind of what? I guess let's go over the growing process and get to where we are today, and then we're kind of we'll kind of transition into maybe some other areas of how you've done that. But so you got everything established legit in the beginning, which is really cool. How did you know to do that stuff? Did you just hear it from uh, YouTube podcasts? Bit parents told you. How did you learn how to do all that stuff right in the beginning? Um. So actually we both were working full-time elsewhere. We, we both had full-time employment elsewhere. I was a uh, union steam fitter and Jeremy is a welder by trade. Okay. So the two, the two of us were doing this part-time on the side. That's how it started. Um, and, and a gentleman I worked with also had a part-time business, but he was on his way out from his full-time job. And he told me, um, and it's to this day, the best, probably the best advice I was given early on was to, do all that headache stuff early mm. as far as insurance, LLC, um, getting all your, your business stuff acclimated. He said, do it early because it'll be a pain later. And I, I kind of took that and always put it in the back of my mind. And that's kind of what I did. Um, you know, I presented Jeremy with the idea of, I think we should get insurance and start an LLC and, and kind of get an accountant, go from there. And we did that. Um, and like I said, we both worked full time, um, up until I, you know, I think it was three years in something like that. We did it 
part-time, but, but had guys working for us. It was kind of a juggle on, on me, at least just doing a full-time employment elsewhere and doing James Creek on the back end per se, but not really on the back end because it was to the naked eye was a full-time lawn and landscape company that's running five, six days a week. So that was, that was a stressor for a while, but, um, it kind of just, it, it was beneficial at, at the beginning to have full-time employment because we'd roll, I think we rolled, you know, like 90% of our earnings or, you know, our profits back into the business. So we were setting ourselves up, you know, very well in the beginning, buying new equipment, trailers, that kind of stuff, but not having big overhead on it at the same time. Yeah, no, I, I think that's really smart that you got all that stuff out of the way in the beginning. And uh, I wish everybody knew that. I mean, nowadays, but there's enough YouTube and podcasts, things like that. You should know that. Uh, but not everybody's getting this stuff. So that's why we're trying to put out even more and more content and share it and get it out there so people learn this stuff early on in their businesses and they don't get 10 years or five years down the road and realize, hey, we have no insurance. We have no bank account. We have no LLC. Like, we need to go all that stuff legit because, God forbid, something happened, you have an accident or something, and then you hurt somebody well you don't have insurance you're going to pay for that and then they you don't have an LSC with any protection so they're going to come to your business as well so there's a long long trail that you could go down there so i think it's really cool that you got that done in the beginning you mentioned that you had guys running without you there what was that process like hiring the guys and you y'all not actually being in the field with them how how many did you get to start we all uh, cuz you're already splitting profit you're already splitting your profit as it is so then you're splitting your profit without them even being like without you being in the field so you're paying more labor out the window. How did that whole thing start and generate and how did it work out for y'all? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. And it was, uh, it was a slippery slope to say the least. I mean, uh, hopefully none of my, uh, previous employers are listening, but there was a lot of days I'd call out sick or, you know, call out for, you know, lack of better terms. But so most of the time I would um, try to be there as much as I can, at least in the morning to get them going, get them set up on a job or give them the, the scope for the day. And in the beginning, I guess we were, we were lucky because we had, um, I think it was three, we had three guys that we kind of knew personally Two two of which were, were friends of ours. And then we hired a, a local boy that, you know, high school boy from town and, and they would run the stuff kind of in the summer and the, I guess, spring, spring and, and late fall kind of deal. And my one buddy was a teacher. So he would, the day he gets out for the year at school, he'd come work for us full time. So I yeah. could entrust in him to do everything up to par and, and trust him to ride down the road in a truck and go to a client's house, that kind of thing. So that was what really helped us grow tremendously in that aspect was, was being able to have trustworthy individuals, but also people that we personally knew. And that was a big one. So it's not, you know, it's not your everyday story by any means, but it's, it's our story. And it was, you know, you, I don't, I don't think you could repeat this if you wanted to type deal, Yeah, but we were lucky. I, I think it was a lot of luck involved with that as well. Just being able, you know, right place, right time with friends and mm-hmm. a growing business and, and things of that nature. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool. It's a, and that I think every business is unique in its own way. And something like that, hearing that from you, that you said it's, it's luck. You don't even think it can be repeated. I think there is some there's some uh, 
legitimate legitimacy i don't know i gotta work on my grammar uh there's some legitimacy it's legitness legitness there you go there's some legitness to (laughs) to that um but at the same time i think that you y'all put in the work like you did the stuff you you made the tough decisions to call out of work like those are things that you have to do to grow your business and um you didn't you didn't really plan on that in the beginning, but hey, that's where it took you, and you took it and ran with it. So, how long did y'all? You said you did it for three years before y'all both quit and went full time into the company. Yeah, I think uh, what I think this is my first year full time per se, and it's been so. I guess twenty twenty one was the year we decided to set out and hire full time guys and and kind of build a crew of guys that we didn't know personally, but guys that knew you know we knew grow with us and mm-hmm. go that route yeah um and kind of built from there and employee turnover was a real thing at first i mean i think we've gone through um three maybe maybe four i can't remember three or four guys before finding a, a nice crew of guys that we've got now um we've got a core group of five guys that are pretty great um and that's it's been a struggle to get that. I mean, everybody talks about the the labor market and things like that right now. And, and it's hard to find good help. And I, it definitely was difficult to find a crew of guys that not only worked good, but worked well together. Um, Cause that was a difficult one. Some guys would, I guess, get a little lazy with others and, and things like that. And that would hinder everybody as a whole. So that was that was definitely a you know a challenging aspect of the business was was hiring a, a crew that was not only going to work well but work well together. What did you what do you think you could do differently if you were to go back to the beginning of hiring and when turnover was so high? What do you think now that your hindsight's twenty twenty? Obviously, what would you do differently as a business owner and as a, as a company to help maybe cut down on that turnover and keep those employees long term? Um, looking back, I think I probably would have left my other job a little bit sooner just so that I could have been there to support, you know, the growth and like the, I guess the new hire per se, but, you know, looking back on it, it was a, it was a nervous feeling leaving the only job, you know, one of the only jobs I've ever known. I mean, I came from a five year union apprenticeship and, you know, granted I, I graduated my apprenticeship and everything, but it's not easy to just hang that up. And I was hesitant to do so at first. I tried to milk it as long as I can, as far as, you know, I'll get through this year, I'll get through this month or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it was, I I would say the, the easiest way to handle that would have been to leave earlier and kind of train these guys a little bit better than just, you know, almost giving them the trust and, and letting them go right out of the gate, which did, hinder a little bit of stuff with the crew, but it was easily, I guess, you know, you can notice it a little bit easier than a guy that was a straight shooter and came to work every day to work. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does for sure. You being in the field is always going to help and train. Have you, how did y'all got, how did you guys learn how to do what you're doing? Because I know I see on Instagram, you do quite a few different things. Uh, I know you do like some hardscapes and things like that, I think. Um, And, you know, I know you do excavation, things like that. So how did you learn to do that? When you had guys out in the field, were you doing all that stuff or were they just strictly mowing and then y'all got into that when y'all went full-time in the business? So most of the, I guess most of the other stuff other than your routine maintenance 
was handled by our, our, our guys and our crew. And if it was a, you know, excavation, uh, side, like a new lawn install, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. Jeremy and I would coordinate and, and one of us would take off of work and run that project specifically. Okay. Um, we kind of gauged, yeah, we kind of gauged that on a as needed basis. Um, the hardscape stuff, I've got a great friend of mine, uh, named Garrett. He's, he's been a subcontractor for us and helped out a ton with, with the hardscape stuff. He's got a full Mason crew and that kind of thing. So that was where we gained that aspect of the business while also supporting a friend's business as well. Mm, So, yeah. And, and a lot of it was, was Jeremy's background knowledge as well. I mean, Jeremy has grown up in machines and construction, you know, his father had a business it's in, and that was one of the things I looked at when starting this, um, was that Jeremy brings a ton to the table. He, he, he does not want anything to do with a computer, but Mm -hmm. he wants everything to do with a construction, you know, a machine, a dirt, you know, anything like that in the field, he, he lives for it. And that's where I think we both strive is that I handle the back end, but he'll handle, you know, the, Hey, we got to work till dark to get this job finished up, you know, with the machine to meet a deadline type deal. And I think that's where we, we both benefit. So where are y'all at today? What have you, uh, where have you reached in sales or, or whatever you want to say employees, however you want to say, uh, kind of describe where you're at now. Uh, let's see. We've got a full-time maintenance crew that goes out four to five days a week, depending on the weather. I try to leave a day for, you know, rain and and things like that. And then we have a, we've got another crew that does strictly cleanups, landscape install, construction, um, that, you know, everything else other than your maintenance. And they go out five, sometimes six days a week. Okay. Um, so two crews, the, the maintenance crew is, is two guys half, half the time. And then I throw a third guy on there for our bigger properties that we bulk on, um, usually one or two days out of the week. So it'll be three guys, one or two days out of the week. And then mm-hmm. our cleanup crew or our, I guess our, our do all everything else crew is three guys all the time. Okay. Um, and so we where does are, that third guy I come guess, from for the maintenance crew? Just curious. So I've got one. I still have the original high schooler that has worked for us. Um, he's still working part time. Okay, and okay. he'll come in. Yeah, he'll he'll come in part time. But sometimes I'll pull from the construction install crew and vice versa. Yeah, um, it's just it kind of varies on the week. Really, it's not the best structure but it's what's helped us get through this year Yeah. until yeah. I can add hopefully one or two more guys for next season. All depends on how things are looking next year on our maintenance side, really. But I think I'm going to add at least one more guy before 2023 kicks off. Wow. That's awesome. That's uh that's really good growth. What, so I didn't mean to interrupt you there. What were you, where were you heading next before I, before I interrupted you and asked you where that third guy. No, was. no, no worries. Um, I was just going to touch on, I think this year we're going to do over a million in revenue, wow. which even, even to me, looking back on it is, is it blows my mind looking back on, you know, four years ago where we started thinking we just bought this new mower. It's 200 and what I mean, 250 bucks a month. Well, how are we going to pay for this? You know, that was, that was one of my questions that I think Jeremy and I both asked that question when we bought it. Cause we, we did just basically 
buy it out of nowhere. I mean, we didn't even have a trailer with it when we bought our first mower. We, <laughs> we drove up there to check them out and ended up buying it, and had to come, come home and pick up a trailer and go back. So it's, it's pretty crazy to look at four years in, you know, going on five, but it's, it's been a ride, but it's been a great one. If you ask me and I'm confident Jeremy would say the same. It's, there's been a lot of learning along the way, but I think the two of us really complement each other. Nice. As far as a whole goes as a business rather right. than an individual aspect. Yeah, no, I think that's really cool. Uh, the whole process is the whole process of partnership and the growth really fascinates me. And there's so many questions I think we could go in so many directions. I think we could go, but I want to be respectful of your time tonight. I don't want to, ramble on too much longer um what is one piece of like what what's something you would change or something you wish you could do better as a company or as a business owner just over the past couple years i know we talked about with employees you think being out in the field would help with turnover but just as running a business being a business partner whatever whatever you want to take it however you want to take it one thing you you wish you could change or go back and do better um i think i would implement a software a lot sooner than i did like a CRM, we use Jobber, and this is our first year with that. I was a big pen and paper guy, and okay. a ton of stuff. A ton of stuff gets missed with that. I mean, a ton of stuff doesn't get relayed in a text or a picture or things like that. Meanwhile, now you know I can tell Jeremy, hey, like tomorrow, pop on Jobber and and check it out, get a feel for what we've got going on, and he can see you know, he's got full access just like I do. And we can kind of compare stuff or he can ask me any questions and things like that. But it's, it, you know, the address, the customer, the phone, the pictures, they're all there. Um, and I think that would have been my, if I could do it again, I probably would have grabbed or implemented a software, you know, two years ago, something like that. Mm. Just because even when we had friends working for us part-time, it would have been so much, I guess, smoother to look and say, Hey, you know, pop on this app and check out what I've got planned and they, they'd be prepared and they'd know what to expect. And, and there wouldn't be any like, uncertainty amongst us as far as what's expected for the day. Yeah. I feel like we're, the, did y'all not like miss stuff to jobs? Not ever get missed or anything like that when you were on pen and paper and y'all were both working full-time jobs. Definitely. Um, okay. Definitely more, yeah. more than I, more than I want to admit. Yeah. And that was where, I'd say that our biggest frustration stemmed from, from that exact scenario because it'd be, you know, it's your typical, it's Friday afternoon and we're both trying to just not work that weekend. But, mm. you know, here, here's Tucker missing two, two, how, two stops on something. And now, you know, well, we're pointing fingers. Who's got to do that? Who's, who's making up for that? Mm. And, you know, neither one of us want to do it, of course, because we're ready to just, you know, we worked all week. We're ready to call it quits for the week or, or whatnot. And, yeah. uh, you know, we'd, we'd have to take care of it. At the end of the day, it was, a, you know, either a contracted customer or it was on our routine schedule. And that was the biggest thing was just e either that or minor details on a project as far as, you know, oh, they wanted to do a row of river stone in front of that mulch bed that is now all mulch or something, something small like that. What is uh what is one thing that you think you would give advice to or I tell you what that's going to be my next question we'll wrap this thing up. This one is what is how, what is some advice you would give to or 
I don't know how to word it. Here's how I'm going to word it. Okay. What is what is something that you how have y'all handled disagreement in your partnership? Because I think there's something there that I think a lot of people can fall into that trap of getting working with a buddy at a high school, starting a business. Oh, this sounds fun. Let's go cut some grass. Well, then you get a year or two in, and then a really serious disagreement comes up of like how you want to spend money, or maybe you need to buy eighty thousand dollars skid steer, and one of you thinks you do, and one of you thinks you don't. How have y'all handled that conflict if there has been anything like that in the past couple of years? Um. Yeah. No. I mean, we have not. Knock on wood. Again, we have not had any major disagreements oh, wow. between the two of That's us. Awesome. And I think a lot of that stems from us having our specific, you know, roles in the business. Mm. And I I handle all of the financials and the back end and the paperwork and stuff. But I'm very transparent with it. Um. So there's nothing. There's no uncertainty on Jeremy's end. There's He's got access to all the bank accounts on his phone, all that good stuff. But the other thing is, I mean, we're not, you know, we don't live together. We don't hang out together every dying minute of our lives. And yeah. that's a big one as well. We're, we're not spending too much time together where we'd get burnt out with each other. We, we, you know, we'll spend time, we'll hang out, we'll go out, you know, our girlfriends, we'll all get together and do stuff like that. And that's all fine. That's, I'm not saying not to do that. I'm just saying we're not overdoing it. Yeah. And when it comes to the money, you know, we're both on the same page. We've done a ton of buying used equipment. I mean, we started with our our first bigger equipment purchase was a used New Holland with over 4,000 hours. You know, most guys wouldn't even look at that, but we bought it from a local company that used it as a yard machine loading mulch. So to us, it was, you know, yeah, it's got 4,000 hours, but all it's done is load mulch. That's yeah, not, 4, that machine hours. wasn't used hard. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. And, and that was a big purchase for us. I, you know, that was, I think it was like 12 grand or something like that cash, but it was an agreed purchase that we, we were both very excited to add to our, our fleet really. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest thing is, is I would say, you know, I don't want to go and say a hundred percent, but I'd say 90, 99% of the time we see eye to eye on just about everything, you know, I'll run an idea by him and he'll, He'll say, this is why I don't like it, but I see what you're saying and it's up to you or vice versa. You know, he's, he's grown up around machinery and construction. So I value his opinion on anything just as much as I'd value, you know, the internet Yeah, because he's, he's done it. He's seen it firsthand. I mean, we just added a, uh, we just added a Wacker Newson SM 100 mini skid to our fleet that that was our first brand new machine purchase. And that was a, GIE or equip expo. We, we saw it for the first time there oh, and cool. both of wow. us fell in love with it. Yeah. And it was, I mean, that was what, you know, two, three weeks ago, but yeah, yeah. we fell, we fell in love with it there. And, and I said to Jeremy, I said, I want you to go around and demo every other mini skid, whether it be ditch, Witch, Kubota, Bobcat, Vermeer. I want you to, to hop on every one of them and let me know what one's the best in your eyes. And, the end, you know, the end result was he still liked that whacker and the, the price was right. The, the machine offers a ton for the, you know, it's value. So we, we apply, you know, we financed it, but mm -hmm. we both were in agreement that I think we can put that machine to work quite a bit rather than renting or borrowing machines. So we, we agreed and we pulled the trigger on that. And that was, we took delivery of that, uh, this week actually. So that's sick. That that's was awesome. another thing. Yeah, it's it's exciting. I'm I'm I speak for both of us when I say we're both very excited to add it to our fleet. I mean, it went out on a job today. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's just one of those things where there was no rebuttal from either one of us as far as spending that money. <laughs> Do you have any advice for anybody who is looking to get into a partnership or maybe is that maybe that's something they're working on right now? What is some advice you would give to them to help it be successful like yours has been? Uh, my biggest advice is just to be as transparent as you can. Nothing, you know, if, if you're hiding stuff from your potential part or your partner, then neither one of you are going to win from that. Mm. Because at the end of the day, if, if you're going in business with somebody, you value what they bring to the table. So if you're going to hinder or hide something from them, you know, say they, they leave the business, then now you've lost a big portion of why you started. Yeah. And I am, you know, I'm a firm believer in being extremely transparent with that. And, and we've been, you know, Jeremy always jokes and say that he, you know, he'll say, I text you more than I text my fiance. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, I believe that's the truth is, is, you know, she might not want to hear it, but at the same time, it's probably the truth. But majority of the time it's, it's work related and it's just, Hey man, I went to the store and I picked up X, Y, and Z. And, you know, just in case you see a charge on the card, that's what it is. It's, Mm -hmm. It's little stuff like that that goes a very, very long way, and I and I think that's one of the big reasons we've been successful as partners. That's awesome, man. This has been some really good advice, a really, really fun conversation, and I appreciate your time tonight and kind of opening up and uh, telling us all about this whole journey and, and working through a partnership. If people want to find you or connect with you, I know uh, you have a really, really cool Instagram. Where, where can they follow along with you and see the content you're putting out, and then maybe if somebody potentially is working on a partnership, reach out and maybe ask you a few questions about it. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm, I'm happy to answer any questions for anyone. We're on uh, Instagram. We're James Creek Lawn and Landscape. And we're on Facebook as well, James Creek Lawn and Landscape. Um, you know, feel free, anybody that's out there that may have any questions, I'm definitely more than willing to, to chat, answer anything that I can. You know, I'm no expert, but I'll shed the light that I can on the uh, scenario. Awesome, man. Well, we have one final question for you. We try to ask all of our guests this. Uh, it's pretty simple, but it can be complex. It's just, uh, what is your why? What, what is my, like, why do I do it? Yep, yep. Honestly, I, I, I don't really have a why. It started as keeping, keeping us busy, but now it's more so the, I want to just be successful, and I want to be successful with a great friend of mine, mm. I think, is, is why. And just looking back on why we, you know, where we started and why we started keeps pushing the both of us is just, we want to do better than we did yesterday. I like that. I like that a lot. Always be, always be trying to get better. Uh, and, and it's a good way to compare yourself. Don't compare yourself to other people out there. Compare yourself to, like you just said, better than you were yesterday. If you're doing that, then you're doing pretty well. Uh, and I, I'm excited to see where the company goes. What are the future goals? What do you have in, in mind the next three to five years? Uh, right now I'm looking to get into a little more commercial maintenance on our maintenance side of things. And like I said, bring on, ideally I'd like to Brad love to bring on two more guys and, and offer an employment opportunity for two more, you know, great individuals, that kind of thing. Yeah. And see where we can grow from there. Just steady growth each year is, is what I would love to see because in the four years we've just steady grown each, each season. And I would love to continue that trend. Yeah, man, that's really awesome. I think uh, I think there can be a lot taken away from this episode. And like I said, thank you so much for uh, spending your time with us tonight. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. It's been great, and I really appreciate being on here. 
Absolutely. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode today. If you would, leave us a five-star rating or review. Those really do help us. They continue to boost us out there to the algorithm to push us, and uh, so we continue to go to the show uh, one relationship at a time, as we like to do here in this community. So without any further ado, that is going to wrap this one up, and we look forward to catching up with everybody here on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Podcast. It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.